Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Dave Graney. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin, that man over there. You might have seen him playing the mayor on the Thank God You're Here the other night, Ed Cavalier. Hey, Tony. Morning. And one of those rounds, if you could, for Dave Graney, Mr. Marsbar. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hello, Tony. Thanks for inviting me. That's all right. I just want to throw a letter at you, Dave, which was in the Courier Mail earlier this week in Brisbane. Have you seen this? No. Writes Chris Clanchy of Newmarket and obviously referring to the, the passing of Grant McLennan, but he says, I think you will find that Grant McLennan was visiting various moodists right. in London, not nudists, <laughs> as reported in the <laughs> Courier-Mail. So there's obviously been some article. In who, the, who wrote that letter? Uh, that's from Chris Clanchy of Newmarket. Thank you, Chris, for setting the record straight. <laughs> he adds, the moodists were a Melbourne band that mm. moved to the UK in 1983 and were friends of the go-betweens. The band's lead vocalist, Dave Graney, is a well-known snappy dresser. Good. <laughs> uh, that's that's. I'm, I'm going to have that read out at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with that description? A well-known snappy dresser. Uh, it's good to have uh, some uh, little pithy line about you that people yeah. believe. So yeah. I'll go along with that one. Yeah. What else are you described at this these days? Well, I prefer people write about me as Australia's greatest songwriter and uh, man who was able to uh, bring the anguish of the nation into a personal perspective right. and uh, create um, three-minute um, gems. Right. And that Dostoevsky took perhaps 400 pages to get to the point. To, but, you know, <laughs> it was wasting a bit his long. time. He was just running on the spot, that Dostoevsky. <laughs> yeah. We often uh, start the show with a bit of uh, Russian literature, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Namakov Friday it is. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yep. It was supposed to be Battle of the Sexes Friday. <laughs> but you love Dostoevsky, Tony. I know you've been retreating from popular culture for the last year or so and getting into the Russian classics, haven't you? I actually have. I said Stephen King has set everybody a challenge to read 100 books in a year. And I didn't I, know he challenged me to that. Well, you're just not paying attention. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. He sent I you a, get cracking. He sent you an email. <laughs> oh, and did, you did he? That. Oh, God, okay. So I took the hundred book challenge, and I did it last year. And I throw, uh, did Crime and Punishment and Brothers Karamazov, and I'm going. These should count as about <laughs> four or five each. Yeah. What was the shortest book you read? The shortest book. Well, I, I read a Jim Thompson book, and you love a bit of Jim oh, Thompson. Oh, yes, Jim Thompson. Jim Thompson. Yes. I read uh, The Getaway again. I love Jim Thompson. He's filthy. But it was like <laughs> I got to. Uh, it was like literally. Seven o'clock on the final night of the year it was New Year's Eve, and I was sitting there. I think I was reading Iron Actor by uh, yeah. Nicholas Craig, the fictional acting autobiography. But then I finished at eight o'clock, and I've gone, bugger it, I'm just going to get some more in. And I threw in three Glenn Baxters, <laughs> which technically shouldn't count because they're, uh, they're cartoon books. Can I just take people back and say that it was New Year's Eve? New Year's <laughs> Eve, reading, <laughs> reading it. got to 7 p.m. on New Year's Eve, and Tony thought, oh, there's more time to read. Mm. I could be. <laughs> Taking a lot of ice, <laughs> oh, yeah. but no, there's some Russian literature to get through. <laughs> how did the I get a, wait? How did I get a job on Triple M? That's what I want to know. Jim Thompson wrote The Getaway. Do you know that? It's a great that no. movie. Uh, oh That's yes, with Steve yes. McQueen. Yes, and, uh, but the book he wrote books in the 40s and 50s, and in in the book, um, the he escapes from jail, and him and his wife live under. A heap of garbage for months, <laughs> and it's really filthy. 
but there's no way you could get Steve McQueen and Ali McGraw to live <laughs> under a heap of garbage in a Hollywood film. So he did another one. In the 90s, they filmed After Dark, My Sweet, with uh, Patrick. Uh, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. And Australia's Rachel Ward. And another one with uh, the, the Grifters. Oh, yeah. It's another Jim Thompson story. But generally, his books are so hardcore, <laughs> like you find on the last page that you've been reading a first-person narrative by a person who's, di- who's dead. <laughs> That's pretty tame stuff for Jim. And he has stuff like... Uh, what do you do when your woman leaves you? I'll tell you what you do, pal. You, uh, you, you crawl across the floor with your balls in your hand and you cut them off and you fall backwards laughing. And I tell you, brother, you blow hard, brother. Blow hard all the way. <laughs> that was on I've Oprah's book club. Yeah. <laughs> He's a classic. And then they remade The Getaway with mm. Alec Baldwin yeah. and Kim Basinger. Still wouldn't live under the garbage. No. Still wouldn't do it. Hey, Dave, thanks for coming in today. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I have to say, we we did have a bit of a row with the music department about whether we could play uh, one of your songs, and we were told uh, that your music doesn't fit the format. And I've gone, but hang on, it's you never know what we're going to play next. Surely Dave Graney perfectly fits the bill. And I was told, hey, pal, we don't interfere in the content of your show. Mm-hmm. Don't tell us how to do the music. Mm-hmm. Good. And I thought, yeah, well, that is true. Mm. And Because, yes. by the way, in case you're wondering, this is the content. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that is true. We have a great deal here. They don't come running in and say, no, play that Rex Hunt Absolutely clip right. less and do gender bender more. <laughs> yep, they let us do what we like. So yeah. we're pretty grateful for that. And I would have left it at that and I wouldn't have even brought it up, mm. except I got a kind of a sarcastic note from someone in the music oh. department su- suggesting that there was only one Dave Graney song that anyone would recognise, and even if we played that one, mm. it would freak people out so much that they would switch over to another channel. Mm. Right. Okay, but what about the content? Surely they'll come back for the content. That's true. We've got some great content in Break 3. we got Rex Hunt. We've got content <laughs> coming out of our ass today. <laughs> Tony, I like to be positive, and I'm glad to be uh, referred to someone with so much powerful music. Well, look... So I, upsetting to Australia. I have to say, you know, I didn't want to rock the boat and cause mm-hmm. any trouble, but I that. took offence at the idea that there was only one song that people would know. <laughs> I'm going, but there's that one that starts like this. I know that one. I like that one. Don't play that one. No. But then there's that other one, isn't it, that starts like this. Oh, <laughs> And I like this one here. And this this one here as well, isn't there? Oh yeah. And am I forgetting this one here? That's a good best of. We could even play this one, couldn't we? Oh, I love that one. I said, please, can we just play <laughs> 30 seconds of one Dave Graney song? And I was told. Oh. They said (laughs) And I said, okay, fair enough Dave has been off on some pretty Mm. weird musical safaris in the last few years Mm. But he does occasionally attempt to suck up to the radio programmers You know, there was just recently the time when you revealed that I love that one And only recently you asked the topical question. Have you heard about the Melbourne Mafia? And every now and then you'll try and romance the radio programmers, Mm. you know, by promising that. 
But no, we cannot play even a single note of any of these songs. And, you know, but maybe that's just as well, because at the end of the day, Dave, as you yourself said... So thanks, Dave. Oh. Thanks for over 25 <laughs> years of fantastic original music. Have but I died? We are going to be in so much trouble if we play even a single note of any of it. But will you stick around? Oh, yes, please. All right. I'll come back to life. Here endeth the content. <laughs> oh, yes, that's the Sunny Boys. That's some fine Australian music right there, alone with you. Here at Get This on Triple M, Dave Graney has joined us. Uh, Dave, I, did you know Rex Hunt was at one of your recent gigs? Was he? Yeah, here's what he had to say. I'm invincible. <laughs> I'm paying money. Uh, the girl's happy. She's got no money. I got my rocks off. Oh, how good is this? Gee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a top night out at my show, though, isn't it? Thanks, Rex. It certainly is. Yeah. I noticed you've uh, done what a lot of our guests do mm-hmm. and picked up the plastic surgery of the stars gone wrong issue of the New Weekly. What do you make of that's that? That's my favourite issue, yes. Yeah. More than celebrity uh, bikini issue. <laughs> the uh, celebrities uh, caught um, getting out of their car with no mm. pants on issue yeah. is always a, a beauty. That's been around for a while. No. This helpfully has little uh, arrows pointing towards things that might take you a 30 seconds perhaps to see. But, <laughs> what is that one pointing at there? It's good for efficiency in a magazine reading if, if in <laughs> five seconds or two seconds. It's pointing at Jessica, who was her name? It's Jessica Simpson's left nork. That's right. And if we turn, it's, it's an article basically about how uh, Jessica's oh. norgs aren't up to scratch. Uh, is it Nork or Norg? Uh, I'm from New Zealand. We're saying oh. Norgs, but oh. as I understand, when you cross the Tasman, it becomes Nork. It's something to do with the North Coast uh, Milk uh, Company really? in New South Wales. Is I that think. true? Is that I where thought that comes so? From? Yes. Wow. And Bristol's, of course. Yes. <laughs> Bristol City. Yes. <laughs> Jessica's shock saggy boobs. Bristol's. And the Bristol's aren't up to Nork. scratch. But listen to this. Even mm. Jessica's father, Joe, this really disturbed me, this wow. bit. Even Jessica's father, Joe, a former Baptist minister, has commented... Former mm. Baptist minister? <laughs> well, here's why. Has commented on how great his daughter's breasts are. Mm. That's healthy. And if you could just read out his quote for us, Dave. If you put her in a T-shirt or in a bustier, she's sexy in both. She's got double Ds. You can't cover those suckers up. <laughs> Give him around. <laughs> Do you want your own dad describing your breasts in such a manner? As suckers. <laughs> suckers. What else is going? What's taken uh, your fancy in the news this week, Dave? Anything? Well, you can't go past the Rex Hunt episode, Tony, which yeah. I'm glad to see you have exposed uh, yeah. from many angles. That's that right. Hitherto, the Australian public wouldn't have considered. <laughs> but what is going on there? I mean, technically, he hasn't broken the law. No. Uh, but there's a suggestion that he's being sort of blackmailed into uh-huh. making these revelations. But then the woman who you would have thought was doing the blackmailing yes. has come out and said no. And in fact, she's suing Rex for breaking the confidentiality clause. So who was actually... Was it the Melbourne Herald Sun that was doing the blackmailing? What is going on there? Who knows, Tony? But thank you for bringing it to our attention from many angles. (laughs) As I've said, otherwise, we would have just taken the word from (laughs) 3AW. 
<laughs> about need, Rex. Yeah. I think we need to get some uh, shock revelations going on this program. Yeah. Ed, have you got anything? Any bombshells you want to drop? Oh, wow. That, I had no idea you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, what about on yesterday's show? You said that thing about you, your sister. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I could talk about that for hours, but uh, no. Oh, no news on the Cypriot. He hasn't, you know, no votes, no no tally from the votes there. Yeah. Uh, now, no. this is the bloke uh, who's running for... President in Cyprus, Cyprus. On a platform of free love. This weekend. He's yep. promising free sex for everyone who votes for him. Yep. Now, what I didn't think to ask you yesterday is who with? Ah, yeah, now him, initially, and then anyone. It's basically you can just walk up to someone and say, how about it? And they say, yeah. Right. And that's oh, it. No okay. marriage. He's getting, marriage is out. Like, monogamy's out. Do you think that could work, Dave? Do you, could that work that, here? That bricked Dave's interest. That got him out of the New Weekly. <laughs> A festival of free love. Would that work in Australia? Festival of free love, no. Australia's not in, not in love with anything, I don't no. think. No. <laughs> no. But we're going to need to see how he goes on the weekend. Yeah, we're going to tell on Monday, a full report. What about you, Tony? Any bombshells? Well, I was. this is what I've been leading to, Ed. Tell us about your webpage. Oh. What happens <laughs> on Ed Cavalier's yeah. corner uh, on the Get This website? Well, it said to me, write something about myself, but <clears throat> anything I say about... <laughs> Sorry, I'll just... Yeah, there, I put my voice box back in. Uh, anything I say about myself on this show, Tony, you then spend the next three weeks making fun of me about. Uh, so instead, what I did is I wrote a, like half a conversation, Dave. Mm. So I wrote like, hi, how are you? Mm. And there's a gap for them to answer. Oh. Then it just sort of goes like that. And it's a very simple conversation, <laughs> a little bit about Nickelback. And then I kind of say, oh, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. I don't know where to buy that. And then that's it. Yes. And people have been writing in. And I've purposely not shown Tony any of these. Yeah, good. But hey. now he's got these little hot little hands. Oh, there Tony. is a... A huge stack of them piling you up. Show, you show some vulnerability and in this, a positive manner. Uh, but listen, Tony <laughs> takes it. Oh, come on. Good but on listen, you. Dave, listen. You, Dave. I mean, you've got a, a website. Do you yeah. get offers like this? Uh, run away with me tonight, Ed. I'm 20, I'm hot, and I swoon to your voice. <laughs> and that's from Amelia. Hello, Amelia. See, I could have said that was from Barry. <laughs> See, that would have been wrong. Oh, yeah, no. So, are you getting a lot of this kind of stuff? Nikki says it's just pouring out. Look, of the... it's, look can I just say, thankfully, mm. the listeners are filthy. Mm. I, I wanted to have like a normal sort of conversation to get to know people. Mm. And it kind of goes, hello, how are you? Mm. And they go, good. And then I say, what are you doing? And then it, it just, the rest of the page oh. is just a cavalcade. Of filth. That's the internet for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I like is. it. So please write in. I'm, I'm in, enjoying it. <laughs> Go to Ed's page and make him a happy man. Why would it have been wrong if it was Barry? <laughs> oh, because it would have been me picking on Ed oh. again. That's what I mean. Are we going over time, Nikki? All right. <laughs> Let's have some more fine, non-grainy music here. Yeah, Triple M. Danny California, that's those red hot chili peppers. It's get this here at Triple M. Dave Graney is with us. And Dave, what we want you to do later in the oh, program yeah. is uh, appraise rare 45s. You want to do a bit of antique roadshow work? <laughs> okay. Why not? Do you watch a bit of antique roadshow on? Uh, I have uh, I have seen it, yeah. Uh, I loved the Lenny Henry show once did it in uh, in Brixton, a oh, very yeah. poor black community. Yes. And, and people were, what, bums were bringing in that day's newspaper. Because... <laughs> Inferring that people didn't own anything okay. and they were having to fill in times like, oh, this is a copy of uh, today's newspaper. <laughs> mm, yes, this will increase in value as the years go by. Uh, I mentioned cable TV mm. and they had recently, there was a lot of coverage of the Logies mm. and not so much coverage of the Astras, which is the cable TV awards. Oh, yes. 
And it was fantastic because you know what won the best show on all of cable TV? Wait a second. Uh, Guess what it was? Australia's Next Top Model. It had no. Been, uh, room 208? No. no. Show Dog show. Moms and Dads. No, close, but no. Great haircuts of the 20th century. <laughs> Ambush makeover. <laughs> Seen that one? They just stop people in the street. Ambush makeover. They just stop people in the street, and basically the message is, "You're ugly. We've got to do something about that." <laughs> Excellent. That's good. Turns that, that on. Oh, it's just on randomly. Oh, good. You could cop that at any time. But that wasn't the winner. The winner oh. went to Deadwood. Oh, no. very How good. And that is just like I know you're a huge Al Swearingen fan. I love that show. Yeah. Deadwood. Mm. For, for people who haven't seen Deadwood and are yeah. thinking, yeah, maybe they've seen the DVDs, maybe they've been put off because it's a Western, you know how that mm. sometimes put yeah. people off? Mm. How would you, in words we can use on radio, how would you describe Deadwood? Could you imagine what the world was like when, um, if you, if you, you know, in the real filthy frontier world before law and order and before there was any churches telling people what to do, and people left to their own devices and they'd descend into ape-like behaviour and kill each other and fornicate and then they just reach for a pipe of opium to get through the night. That's what the Wild West and Australia must have been like. Lots of killing and, and lots of illness and people lived till about the age of 25 and then they were dead. So it's no Dancing with the Stars? No. Well... But you've got to give it a go. It's not right? like Bonanza. It's not like, oh, man, imagine the guys from Bonanza and Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. They would be fed to the pigs Hop, instantly. Hop Singh would have fed them <laughs> to the pigs. <laughs> it is just a sensational program. And like really great shows, you've got to give it a couple. Don't yeah. just put it on and go, this is going to impress me in five yeah. minutes. You've got to let it sink in. Yeah. Little Joe would have been on the opium pipe. <laughs> Adam would have been uh, a gay hustler <laughs> on the other side of the main street, I think. And Hoss. Where would he have been? He would have been a gay hustler as well on the other side of the street. <laughs> they would have there are very few women around in uh, uh, the frontier. No. They would have bought, all those guys from Bonanza would have been Cy Tolliver's bitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. got to give it a go. Deadwood. Oh, it's great. Go and get the DVDs. Shakespearean swearing. That's the thing. It's got the most swearing mm. you will ever hear, and I'm counting any movie you've yeah. ever seen. More than Bad Eggs. <laughs> More than Bad Eggs. Mm. Not as good a music as Bad Eggs. Oh, no. And But then, also, the most highfalutin language oh, brilliant. that yeah. you'll ever hear on television. Give it mm. a bill. Speaking of highfalutin language, uh, the Prime Minister, where is he at the moment? Do we know, guys? Canberra, back. He's back, back already? Yeah, he's back here, yeah. Right. Well, I actually obtained an exclusive interview with the Prime Minister. I'm not surprised. Do you want to hear it? Absolutely. Here it is now. Mr. Howard, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Are you seated comfortably? Well, it's not for me to say whether I'm comfortable or uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> right. I was just asking if your chair was okay. I'm not Kerry O'Brien. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Tony, I don't have anything to add to the earlier answer. <laughs> was there an earlier answer? Tony, I don't really have anything to add to the previous answer on that. <laughs> Hang on, which answer are we talking about now? The previous answer. The one before that one? The earlier answer. <laughs> Mr Howard, I don't know where we're going with this. Tony, I'm not going to speculate about further goals at this time. <laughs> OK, fine, I'll start again. Mr Howard, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. First, let me say the uh, comb-over's looking a lot better these days. Well, though it's not perfect by uh, the pristine standards of its critics, uh, it's a lot better than what it was. And uh, I hear you're having a lot more work done. Uh, pectoral implants on the way. I've heard talk of huge mutton chop sideburns. 
Tony, I'm thinking about what next I can do in a lot of areas. Yeah, the uh, word on the street is you've uh, had a bit of enlargement work done uh, on uh, the old fella. It's enormously improved from what it was. Could you describe the operation for us? Well, it, it's ridiculous to say what happened to it. Mm. It was a completely new exercise. Yeah, from what I hear, Tony, you'd still like to go a lot bigger. Tony, uh, let's get a sense of perspective. Wow, that's quite an elaborate job. Particularly uh, at the upper end. It's amazing. It's balanced, it's stable, it's the envy of most other countries. Oh, I don't have a ruler with me, but are we talking uh, 10? No, more than that, uh, probably closer to 11 or 12. Wow. And the idea that, that mm. it should have been even bigger... Uh, is absurd. Tell me, when your uh, wife took a look at it, was she, um, what's the word? Mesmerised. Yeah, d does she have a nickname for it? The Great Bulk. Mm-hmm. And how's it been received in the cabinet room? It's been widely applauded and... It must be making you popular with the ladies. It's a question of whether you can service it. Look, I'm showing you a picture of Amanda Van Stone in a bikini. It is not going up. No. Uh, uh, Mr Howard, I understand you're now calling yourself the Prime Minister of... Pleasure. Pleasure. And whenever Shane Warne's in town, the two of you hook up. Always. And your behaviour gets pretty... Outrageous. Uh, provocative and right. all of the other things that one can say. Yeah, I hear you've uh, had some pretty wild parties at the lodge. There have been allegations about human rights abuses. A story I heard is one night Warney showed up, he'd had a few, he dragged you out of a caucus meeting and said, let's get laid. He said that very openly. Uh, he said that he wanted to have uh, a good f***ing... And he suggested the two of you have a foursome with the Veronicas. I'm not aware of any such suggestion from him. He certainly didn't suggest it to me. Mr but, Howard, please, uh, according to the New Weekly, the Veronicas were singularly unimpressed by your advances. Well, uh, you don't have to agree uh, with uh, everything that a friendly leader does or says. You uh, were rough and inattentive. We had a lot of other things to do as well. Women uh, have needs, Mr Howard. Those things have been carefully met or attended to. The girls say you were both pathetic and clearly too drunk to do anything. Well, I don't accept that. No, I don't. And really? Well, what did they say then? Gee, you fellas are good. I mean... Uh, oh, Mr Howard, the Veronicas are actually in the next studio right now. And let's bed them down. Oh, I don't think I'll be asking uh, them in. If we could... If we could... Talk to the animals? That is complete nonsense. Right, just before you go, could you do your Bob Hawke for us? Uh, uh... Very good. Always a pleasure. Get this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. The travelling Wilburys handle with care. It's get this at Triple M and it's time for a climb. <laughs> Talkback Mountain. Dave Graney is with us. Uh, enjoying yourself, Dave? I am, yeah, yeah. What about some uh, antique roadshow work? We were talking about that earlier. Bring it on, Tony. What have you got in the way of rear 45s? Do you know what a 45 is, Ed? <laughs> Off air, I said, what's a 45? How's that? And Katie on the phone is going... Again, Ed showed some vulnerable sort of uh, <laughs> weakness, perhaps. And he pounced on it. Am I turning into that kind of person? No, you don't. No, no, no. It's a, but look, I, no, I didn't say what's a 45. I knew that a 45 was a record. Yes. I, what I asked was how many songs on it. Yeah. There's probably well, there's a 7-inch 45, and that usually had... Uh, that's the smaller one that usually had two tracks, and there's the 12-inch right. 45, which allowed, like, more uh, space in the grooves so you could get longer disco tracks 
and they had a louder sound. Okay. Now, my, uh, the next question is, uh, is a rare 45, let's say I had the rarest 45 ever, mm-hmm. like the first recording of Nickelback saving me yes. on 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how, like, is that worth a lot? And would, would other people who had 45s be like, that was that's sweet, good yeah. work? Well... It's a whole uh, area where it's only worth something if there's someone wanting to pay for it. Okay. There's a rare 45 would be the Sex Pistols Anarchy in the UK oh. and the EMI. Oh, with the first, is that with the first time it ever came out? Yeah, and okay. it came out very briefly and then they were sacked and they went on to A&M. Okay, great. And then they ended up being on Virgin all in the space of a couple of months. And okay, great. I'm sure there are people listening who are saying, what's a record? We're going to have to explain what that is. Yeah. I've brought in, I've got, I haven't got a huge number of 45s, but I have got a few beauties. Come on, show Look us. what I found, Dave. Cattle and Can by the Go-Betweens. In the original picture cover. Yeah, That's from Rough Trade Records. Wow. In the UK, and uh, oh, is that the on Stun Records? It's a local Australian pressing. Right. Nothing worthless. Uh, I thought I would have thought of an Australian pressing of a classic <laughs> Australian single. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. worth something to go between fans. Yeah. Stevie Wonder, Tony. I'm not really an expert <laughs> things, compared to the others on this panel. Yeah. I think I, you are. I prefer to uh, seek out records in you know junk shops, yeah. and I. I love records that cost 20 cents. Mm. <laughs> like T-shirts. And, uh, that's more valuable to me than... Okay. I, but uh, I do know people who in the UK who collect these kind of 45s because they, they used to master records, like singles, differently than for the album. They would pump up the bass, especially right? to cut through on jukeboxes. So ah. it'd be different, really, and come through in a loud pub. So uh, a Motown... 45 of Superstition, I would say, would be uh, by Stevie Wonder, would be great to listen to personally oh, wow. and higher ground on the B side. What that's a right. classic record! How's that? That's the B side, eh? So uh, I think value for listening is uh, is more than money. Do you remember those records go? The teardrop explodes. Oh, reward by the teardrop explodes. <laughs> how does that Strange go? Strange house in the snow on Mercury Records. I don't know how it goes. Until Eddie. I learn to accept my reward. <laughs> ba ba ba. Great trumpet section on that one. Julian Cope. I'm sorry, Dave. We're not allowed to put any of your music to air. You're going to have to retract that lyric. <laughs> he was uh, apparently high on acid on Countdown in Australia with his jodpers, his uh, Nazi boots, and his. Bo- is a uh, World War II flying jacket. <laughs> the whole band high on acid. Those were the days. I brought in this one just for Mr. Marsland, who mentioned uh, Aztec Camera's version of Jump, and that by Van Halen. It's an oh, acoustic yeah. version of Jump, and that is where it appears. The B-side of All I Need Is Everything. He was a 16-year-old protege, Roddy Frame, from the postcard record scene of uh, Glasgow, who, whose sound has been really appropriated and modded up by... Um, Franz Ferdinand, ah. and uh, is a very willful young man, and he got Mark Knopfler to produce their first album. Mark Knopfler was seen as a very uh, retrograde kind of 70s throwback. Well, but, you, uh, <laughs> you finally mentioned someone we play. And look, this, uh, finally, this, this one, this is my favourite 45, I reckon, of all time. Right. This is the theme to Jaws. The theme oh, from... Came out as a 45. Imagine going over to a great. jukebox and putting on the theme to Jaws. What possible circumstances? That would be a worth something to That's somebody, fantastic. I think. So I've got an album. It's uh, 
It's the theme from Emmanuel <laughs> on yeah, one yeah. side and the soundtrack to Earthquake on the other. Oh, and on the cover, oh. it has Sylvia Crystal, the star of Emmanuel, beautifully yeah, kind yeah. of uh, dishevelled... Uh, her clothes elegantly falling off of That's her of European the body with, <laughs> with a city in ruins behind her. <laughs> Fantastic. And that, is it in sense Very around? erotic, Tony, very erotic. The film was in sense around. I'm hoping the record is. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, this is what we're looking for. Just call us up. Tell us what you've got in the way of a rear 45. Fantastic. And Mr. Graney here will give it an appraisal. Oh, yes. And hey. An aesthetic appraisal, Tony, not an economic one. No, we're not looking for that kind mm. of uh, crassness nope. here at Get This. No. Uh, and don't think you're doing it for nothing. Oh. What's in the prize pack today in Cavalier? Oh, yes, Dave Graney has brought in some of his own fine music for Dave Graney. Delicious CDs. On the world of DVDs, we have the great McCarthy starring John Darrett and Barry Humphreys. He's put his most forward full forward. If you're into Buddha, the Gary Hawking tribute, then you're in for a treat. Watch him on a DVD. Ah, from the world of PSP, we have SmackDown versus Raw 2006. And from the world of Xbox, we have Sonic Riders. It's the 15th anniversary of Sonic. Why not celebrate it by riding him? I got <laughs> it's about 25 prizes. <laughs> I think we're already into the next program today. <laughs> Call us with your rare 45s at Triple M, one triple three, five three. It's Eskimo Joe, Black Fingernails, Red Wine. Here at Get This on Triple M. Dave mm. Graney is with us. The Eskimo yeah. Joe seem to be going for a kind of an 80s in excess sound there. I'll leave the aesthetic comments on the contemporary <laughs> music to you, Tony. Oh, well. Tony, can I mention a couple, of, uh, a couple of things that we're no, not going to have time for, but we say thanks for calling in? Yes. Uh, we've got uh, Shelby had the first Australian press of Don McLean's American Pie. Wow. Uh, yeah. Gary had uh, Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. Very sad. Uh, Jack's uh, Brill, isn't it? I think it is. Mm. Sorry, I probably just can't yes. read or something. No. Uh, and Terry had a very uh, a very early Paul McCartney, oh. uh, 45. Mm. All right. People say his first album was the best. There you go. Really? Post Beatles. That's not what his wife says. Mm. <laughs> hey, you better sound <laughs> the alarm because it is Talkback Mountain. It is Talkback Mountain and Dallas is first. Dallas, what 45 have you got? Uh, I've got Guitar Van by Ray Stevens. Oh. A classic. A classic by Ray Stevens. It's an absolute shocker. Oh, it's brilliant. Is it as good as The Streak? Wasn't he the bloke that did The Streak? Oh, he's, he had a number of great novelty 45 songs. Don't look, Ethel. That was the <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's still got the, uh, the glossy cover and everything. It's, uh, it's so bad, it's good. Guitar Zan is like King Kong on a, <laughs> in a three-minute song. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With <great>. a guitar. <laughs> Dallas is sitting on gold. Yeah. Uh, what about Luke? Are you there, Luke? The first of two Lukes. Luke? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, my brother's got a um, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon album and, and the actual record's pink. Yeah, well... Technically not a 45. Yeah, it's uh, very collectible in the quadraphonic edition. Oh. And if you have a quadraphonic setup, and then you take some dope and you put on uh, The Wizard of Oz, ah. and it's supposed to... Be very you things it, happen at the same time. You sync it up. There's yeah. a website, synchronicity.com, that's got a bunch of a few yeah. of those things. Yes. I, I just get the feeling if you've taken the aforementioned dope, probably mm. any film would <laughs> probably you can probably no. sync it up with the great McCarthy from our prize back. It's a worldwide like marijuana smokers, like urban myth. 
uh, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz have a lot of things in common. <laughs> but what about in the pink vinyl? Would you still get, uh, like this quadraphonic, would that, is the pink actually going to affect You don't want to be distracted by looking at the disc going okay. around when you're supposed to be watching the screen, Tony. <laughs> okay. What about Dale? Hey, What's Dale. he got? Dale? You there, Dale? Dale. Oh, you know what he had? Mm. He had Iron Maiden. Oh. oh. He's, you know what he's done? He's run off to see if that syncs up with yeah. the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Check that. Mark, are you there? What have you yeah, got? Mate. Mark. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, got that old Alphaville song, the uh, Forever Young, the original version. Yeah, really? Ah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Inspired it's by the movie Jean-Luc Goddard with the character Lemmy Caution Tony. <laughs> I think so. Mm. We're always talking about Goddard here at Don't yes. Get Bears. Mm. And so, uh, how do you think it compares? Because the young people, of course, know the youth group version. Yes. Oh, I much prefer the old one. Actually, it came out just after my old man died, so it was a uh, oh. special one to me at the time. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And was your dad like a collector of vinyl? Oh, not really. I think uh, just uh, some parts of the song sort of uh, made me think of the old man, I guess. Mm. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Mark. That's good to hear. Uh, Mark, which I've been forgetting you ask people, which prize would you like? Uh, Dave Graney's Delicious Music, Buddha's uh, Delicious DVD, or uh, Riding Sonic? Oh, mate, I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he's as baffled as I am. About, what is Buddha's? What is that? Buddha hawking, Tony. Is that um, look cycling? At look at him playing football Skiing. so well, Tony. You're making oh. us angry, Tony. Oh, sorry, I'll move on to our second Luke. Are you there, Luke, too? Yeah, mate, how are you? What's your rear 45? The D-Generation's five in a row. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> there you go. Second highest-selling Australian single of the year. Here's the first Say Goodbye by Indecent Obsession. <laughs> that puts everything in perspective. What's on the B-side of that single? Mate, fucking if I know, I haven't listened to it for years. Is it a picture disc? <laughs> I don't think we could afford Michael Gudinski wouldn't let us have a picture disc. <laughs> but I think you'll find that the B-side is something called Piss Week Courtroom Sketch. I think you've got to put out some of that Santos Chalaro stuff on a 45. You know? I'd love to put out that yeah. whale song. Yeah. But, you know, that, that was very good. The ABBA rights cost yeah. more than any of us could ever imagine. Hey, Dale's back. Oh, hey, Dale. Dale, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. And you, you've got a bit of Iron Maiden, have you? Mate, I've got a, a really unusual shaped um, 45. It's sort of like halfway between that 7-inch and the 12-inch. It's, and oh, it's, it's a, a picture disc as well. Mm. It was made in Japan, it was called. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a pun in it. Nice. Yeah. Ah. It was, um, very, it was an, it's an, it's an excellent album, but I couldn't stand Iron Maiden. I just, I come across it. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good collector's item. But my mum had a better one. She had one called Friggin' in the Riggin'. Oh, that's the Sex Pistols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a fantastic song. <laughs> we got that one coming up, Richard? <laughs> no. Wow, that is quite a collection. Thank you to everyone that called in. Uh, you're going to get a prize, and it will be somewhat of a mystery as to what's coming mm. your way, but it'll all be good. I'm afraid we've had so many callers that we are not going to be able to play friggin' in the riggin'. Mm. Oh. I think we're going to have to go straight to our end theme, Mr. Marsnick. Yes, you we think, can do that. You muster that up. Dave, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Tony. Will you come back again and appraise something else? I'd love else? to. I'd love to. And your fine album, uh, Hashish and Liquor, is still available. Uh, oh, it's a work of genius, Tony. Yourself and Claire Moore have uh, knocked that up. Look out for us at the Community Cup in Melbourne, the uh, annual uh, football match for the Sacred Heart Mission, June 25th, Junction Oval, St Kilda. Excellent, and thanks to everyone who took part. It's the final show of the week, so I must thank our brilliant producer, Nikki, Maddie, making the sketches oh, yeah. to all hours, Mr Mars Bar on the buttons, Katie on the phones, all the Good. network knob jockeys, Ed Cavalier, a pleasure as always. Oh, and, and you, Tony. And knob a big, jockeys. Uh, it's weird. an old radio term. <laughs> it's old pre-45 era radio <laughs> term. A big 
hello to uh, Claire Moore listening in today. And uh, I think the key phrase of the day was content. <laughs> and we will be back on Monday with Angus Sampson. Oh, yeah. And it's all thanks to Census 1234.